All righty then, welcome back to the morning show. Al Morgani with Rhea Hughes. It's a Wednesday. That means we're joined. Good morning to be joined by this, guys, because we're talking football and we're talking cuisine, soup especially. So who better to have than Ross Tucker? Good morning, Ross. Good morning, Al. Good morning, Rhea. How are you? Good morning. We're doing just great, Ross. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk about. A lot of deep football stuff, but we like when the stuff goes off the rails a little bit when they start talking about, you know, more interesting stuff, like human stuff. And we had a coach that went on a, a you know, talking about football, Sirianni, and then he, he provided us with, <laughs> I guess you would call it food for thought. Yes. So here's our food for thought from the coach. We feel like we're very systematic with that process. Uh, it's the only really way I know how to do it and then just try to improve it each time. Um, so it's very, very, very similar because, you know, um, you know, when you, when you go back and you, I don't know, I, I make taco soup sometimes for my family. Like I got, I don't, I, I make the taco soup how I made it the last time because, well, my kids don't love it, but my wife likes it. So I make the taco soup the, the way I did last time. And then, you know, why do my kids not like it? Well, cause I didn't give them enough Fritos on the side. Right. So then I'll maybe add a couple Fritos. So it's, it's like you have a plan. Uh, I'll probably get made fun of for that, but that's okay. Um, you have a plan of what you want to do and you follow that plan, but always trying to make it a little bit better. There's nobody better to discuss this than Ross Tucker. <laughs> I mean, I have so many thoughts right now. So many thoughts. First of all, do you realize right now there's people in their car? I don't know what percentage, but there's some percentage of, of our listeners saying, why is, he wait, why is he making taco soup in the first place? He should be studying <laughs> film with the Cowboys. He should be getting ready for the Giants. Why is he ever making taco soup? I can just hear it anytime. Oh, yes. It's funny because when I played, it was like before social media, mm -hmm. but it's when message boards had first happened. Oh, oh God, yes. And um, so I would go out. Uh, my best friend when I played for the Cowboys was Chad Hutchinson, who was the starting quarterback. So a lot of times it would be Chad, his girlfriend, who's now his wife, and me, like the three of us, right? Um, which there's a lot of stories I could tell uh, about that, but um, he would never have more than one beer in public because if he had more than that like the one time he had more than that it was on message boards like this guy's out i saw him have four beers and he's oh just like God. you know what man it's not worth it <laughs> yeah. meanwhile the one time i called him and i'm like where are you he's like i'm at home depot i'm like what is it he's like i'm gonna make a funnel like you know like a beer funnel <laughs> <laughs> and he was going to have a party at his house. And he was like, so so think about that for a second. Starting quarterback for the Cowboys can't at a bar have more than one beer, but he can be at Home Depot getting the supplies to make a funnel <laughs> for a party at his house. Yes. So um, I don't even know why I started talking about that. But, oh, just the point of, like, Message you know, boards people and making Twitter, fun yeah. of yeah. Sirianni. You know what I lo really like about Sirianni? I love that midway through he stopped and said, Probably going to get made fun of for yeah, this, but whatever. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, as long as you're self-aware like that, yeah. I'm good with it. And by the way, let me just say for everybody involved, if you're going to make any type of taco soup, you need to have unlimited Fritos available. Amen. Fritos so are person, underrated. Right. And so that the person eating the taco soup, or this goes for chili or whatever, it's really up to them to decide the proper amount of Fritos to add 
for their palate, right? Like, I am not a big broth person. I want as much of, like, the stuff. I don't know what you call it, the stew, <laughs> yes. the yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want as much of the stuff as possible. So I would go heavy on the Fritos, crunch them up, and then mix it in with the taco soup. Make there are it other thick. people. Yeah, yeah. It, there you go. There you go, uh, Rhea. I like them thick. I had a teammate of mine that said that to me one time, by the way. Was not talking about Wasn't soup. Wasn't talking about soup. Yeah, <laughs> yes. was not talking about soup. Um, he, I like them thick, Tuck. I like them thick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no worries. I can help you with that. Maybe. Tom Brady you're talking uh, about? No, it was not Tom Brady with the Susquehanna Township girl. No. Yes. Um, it, was, uh, it was Lawrence Smith, an offensive lineman for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> By the way, that would be amazing if I get a text from him later today. I heard on, Raw, on the WIP, Ross Tucker said you like him thick. Um, but no, um, in terms of Sirianni, I do um, two thoughts, right? On, just on the soup part of it. Yes, you have to be able to – I'm a big chili person. Like, I'll go to Panera at Ooh. least once or twice a week, oh. and I'll get the you pick two. Yeah, I did salad. that yesterday. Yeah, yeah I, I get a salad, and I get the chili. And I, in my head, turkey chili is really healthy. I don't know if it is or not, but I love that combo because you get a salad, and you're feeling pretty good about yourself, but then the turkey chili is really hearty. And they have that big piece of bread that probably ruins yes. all the health. Oh, yeah, the what baguette. Call that? The baguette. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, by the way, why are we calling that thing a baguette? What, what is a baguette? It's because it's, it's French. It's different. Yeah, it's, it's a piece of bread. Okay? It's, it's not thick bread. It's thin bread. Right, but I love <laughs> I, I, I alternate between dipping it in there. Yes. Or I rip it apart little piece by little piece. And drop it in the chili, like drop, like I'm dropping bombs. I do that with I'm the tomato, the, the tomato soup that I Glad do. Glad you is. clarified <laughs> bread bombs. <laughs> <laughs> with the chili, Ria, Ria, yeah. Ria is like the king or the queen, I guess, of like the little subtle one-liners <laughs> that that I love. I will say this, by the way, I know what Sirianni's talking about. Yeah, in terms of the football part of yep. it. Yep. Um, you know, whether we lost by forty. Or one by 40, I had the exact same routine every week. Now, after I watched the tape, if there were things that I realized I needed to improve upon, then that would be a focus for me that week. You know, like maybe I didn't like my pass set against a wide rusher. Maybe I didn't like my footwork on inside zone. And that would be a kind of a focal point for me that week during the week of practice. But I'm telling you, like, I went to the chiropractor twice a week. It was, like, Monday nights and Thursday nights. I got my massage on Tuesday afternoon. I would go in early every week, every day, and I had a certain thing I would watch of the opponent every morning. And then at the end of practice every day, I would watch every rep from practice that day. So what he's saying is, like, w whether you're 13-1 and one or you're terrible or whatever – you should have the same process that you believe in. I think that's actually one of the biggest keys or successes in life. Anybody listening is if you have a routine and you stick with, like I work out every morning, right? So that gets me going for the day. It preps me for this show. It preps me for everything else I'm going to do. I really think that routine is important. And I think that's what he's talking about. But then he's realizing, okay, we're going to have the same routine, but we weren't great against the blitz. We weren't great um, in the red zone. I got to add a little bit more Fritos to the red yeah. zone and to the uh, to the blitz. Which, by the way, they absolutely need to do because those two were a major problem against the Giants.
So, Rust of Wind, you remember you did the flower thing? Yes, the roots. You did the, the yeah. roots. Sirianni, yes. Yeah. Sirianni. yeah. Do the players, like, would they get a kick out of this? Um. So, there's a couple different ways they can go, and it really depends on how they feel about him mm-hmm. as a person. And because they're winning, mm-hmm. they probably feel pretty good. There's one where they just make fun of him and think he's a dork, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. There's the other one where they make fun of him, but like it's lovingly like yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's their dork. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? Like he might be a little bit of a dork, but he's their dork. And then there's the other one where it's like, and I think this is where the Eagles are at. The Eagles are somewhere between either he's their dork and they love him for mm-hmm. it. Because I know the players love him. Because I talk to them like, you know, yep. well, it's just me and them, right? It's not like Oh, yeah, on, Kelsey on the referenced air. the flower thing last year. Like, right. made a very impassioned, I guess, defense of it. Right. And then there's the third one, which is you like the guy so much that you've totally bought in. Mm. And you've seen success. And also, you realize this is the way he is. And it makes sense. And it's like, okay... Maybe this is a little bit of a different way to describe it, but Kelsey's got little kids. You know, yeah. Lane, they got little kids. Like, I got it. Like, we're going to do the same thing, but we had – so it's somewhere between – and by the way, they might kind of buy in and also kind of make fun of them at the same time. Kind of buy in. As long as you get, as long as you get more than half the locker room. Hey, they love Doug with the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's well, a Well, <laughs> that's, that's a great way to get to the guys' hearts right there is, uh, is ice cream for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So we go we go into this and, you know, he's pretty um, he's 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 pretty popular now with everybody, despite that rough start going in. Yeah. Really likable guy. And also following up, I, I got to say, Doug Peterson this weekend. I mean, Lurie did this big story about Lurie watching oh, him. He said he was rooting hard, rooting for, hard him. for him. It, it seems very unusual for me to, to to have this where they absolutely love a guy that that left. I mean. That whole building's rooting for him. Well, um, I don't know anybody that doesn't really like Doug. I really don't. I mean, I, I'm sure there's somebody. but And by the way, it's kind of the same way with Andy <laughs> and I think Sirianni. I mean, other than Chip, yeah. I give Lori an unbelievable amount of credit for picking coaches. I mean, look right now, okay? Andy Reid's number one seed with, in the AFC. Uh, Doug Peterson has the Jags in his first year in the playoffs for the first time since 2017. The Eagles in the NFC, the number one seed. I mean, other owners should call Laurie and ask him, Jeffrey Laurie, and ask him what he looks for or how he figures it out, not only to get good coaches, but coaches, again, other than Chip, that it really seems like all the players like. I, I've told you guys my, my one love Doug story forever, right? Okay, okay. So remember the first year I was doing preseason games for the Eagles on TV. Mm -hmm. It was either 2018 or 2019. I can't remember which, okay? And, you know, I'm excited. I grew up around here. Diehard Eagles fan. It's kind of like a dream job for me, right? I'm doing the Eagles games on TV. I totally lost my voice the day before my first game. I I had, like, no voice. I couldn't talk. So I didn't talk at all in the meetings. I am. I didn't talk at all that day. I'm driving to the link. I pull over to Starbucks to get a big medicine ball because I'm like doing everything I can to try to get my voice ready. 
Nothing came out when oh. I ordered the medicine ball at Starbucks. And I called my uh, director for the preseason games, Artie Kempner. I was like, hey, man, we, we have, like, a real problem here. Like, I, 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 this has never happened before. I broadcast 25 games a year, whatever. So I have to interview Doug before the, before the game. And I interview him, and I said, I said, I can barely talk, man. So usually it's, like, four questions, maybe three. I asked Doug a question. He went for like two minutes. <laughs> no, I asked totally him another you know. one. I asked him another one. He went for another two minutes. And then I was like, thank you. And I smiled at the camera. And I like gave him a hug afterwards. <laughs> and then the next week when I saw him at practice uh, and I could talk, I was like, man, I owe you. But just think about that, right? Like he knew that I was in a bad spot. Yeah, you were struggling and, and he helped yeah, you out. And he probably doesn't really feel like talking for two minutes, you know, before, you know, giving these long answers before the preseason game. But he did it to kind of help, help me out. And so, like, I'll kind of always love him forever now because of that. Oh, and <laughs> okay. also, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that would help, too. <laughs> All right, uh, Ross, we've got a lot of people want to talk to you, so let's get to the phones. Let's go to Connie over there. Hello, Connie. Hello, guys. What's happening, Connie? Hi, hey, Connie. Not much. Um, who would you think? would be the best team to play, the Giants? It's a great question. And the team I would want to play the least is the Cowboys because we've seen them recently score 40 points on the Eagles. They are most definitely not intimidated by the Eagles at all. And I think they've got a lot of talent. And they've struggled a little bit recently. And Dak's thrown interceptions, but that doesn't mean he'll throw interceptions against the Eagles. Hmm. So that's the team I would want to face the least. I think I'd most want to face the Giants. I go back and forth between the Giants and the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks are very good. And I think the Eagles would handle both of those teams. But there's something about the Giants a third time and their coach Dayball and Daniel Jones' ability to run – I mean, we just saw Davis Webb run decently against the Eagles. Uh, yeah. Da yeah. Daniel Jones is way faster than Daniel. I mean, Daniel <laughs> yes. Jones is, like, fast. He doesn't look fast when you see him getting off the bus, but he is fast. And so the, the Giants scare me a little bit because of that. I know Brady is Brady, but I really think the Bucks are bad, and I think the Eagles would, um, would beat them probably the worst. So I, I probably, believe it or not, if I could pick Connie, I would go Bucks one, Giants two, Cowboys three, um, in that order. But Bucks and Giants are close. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I would look at that way. The other team's got no chance. What I, do you guys think, Al? I, I I think Tampa's. I want the Bucks. Yeah, and I, I don't there, think that, for yeah. for a very you know I just remembered this when I was thinking about it before I was doing the midday show yesterday, and their question was, would you rather play Tampa or Dallas, and I remember that when the Eagles played Tampa last year in the playoffs and got crushed and Jalen was terrible and there was all kinds of question marks, that it came out and there, we had video, we had audio of it, and there was video of the Tampa Bay defensive coaches telling their players, yelling to their players on the sidelines, he can't read defenses. And I know, if I know anything about Jalen Hurts, that has stuck in his crawl since then. Yeah, that that had to really bother him <laughs> yeah. for it to be public like that, that a coach is saying that because that it's that the goes, worst insult to a to a quarterback. Correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And 
it feeds into certain um, Neanderthal stereotypes that are from like 100 Correct. years ago that really, really bother people, and rightfully so. So, um, yeah, that that's an interesting – I forget that. And by the way, like maybe he didn't read defenses as well last year as he has this oh, year, sure. but he's, he's going to be second in the MVP voting. Like, good call there, coach. I mean, he, he can read defenses great. Yeah, and and just the Brady thing with them after last year, they beat him in the playoffs. I want to see, I want to see him shake the hands of Hurts after the game. That's what I want to see, see that that whole thing play out there. Hey, Connie, do you have something that goes good with milk? Cereal. There you uh, go. You know that's pretty basic. That's that, and wouldn't it doesn't matter what kind either. It's just, uh, and then you can drink the milk afterwards, right out of the. Right out of the bowl. Number one, you get a $50 Visa gift card there, Connie, so you can go do some shopping. $50 Visa gift card for you. All right, numbers here, 215-592-9494. You want to get on board, talk with Ross on the other side. Time of 94, WIP is 716. Don't go another day putting up with cold showers, clogged drains, or leaky faucets. Call Horizon Services. Take care of all your plumbing needs today. Horizon has technicians standing by to service or replace your old water heater. Fix that garbage disposal, repair that leak, replace that plumbing fixture, and clear that drain as soon as today. That's right. And even enjoy hot water again fast by calling to install a new water heater as soon as today. Horizon's trucks are fully stocked and ready to provide professional expert plumbing services. Only Horizon can clear your drains, stop your leaks, and replace your water heater with same-day service. Your friends and neighbors, they've trusted the number one plumbing team for years. Now it's your turn. Today's the day to resolve all your plumbing worries. Call 800-999-1995 or book in seconds at horizoneasybook.com. Brought to you by NJ Diet. Nick Sirianni talking injuries and taco soup on Taco Tuesday. Sirianni compared his self-scouting to making taco soup for his family. Wife likes it, kids don't, not enough Fritos. So Sirianni self-scouts himself to see how he can improve. He is just a treasure trove of interesting analogies. Sirianni did say they're hopeful to get Josh Sweat back for the divisional round off their bye this wildcard weekend. Sweat suffered a neck injury in the Saints' loss. Sixers blew out the Detroit Pistons 147 to 116. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 pounds plus in as little as 40 days with NJ Diet. Schedule your consult today. Call 855-5-NJ-DIET or visit njdiet.com. NBC 10 first alert forecast some sun early, becoming cloudy with a high of 46. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. Well, what better tune to welcome Ross Tucker back with? <laughs> How do you know? Wait, where'd you guys get this song? We have it in our files. Joe we know Wechter. you. No, Joe Wechter did all, all of this. He, I was this morning. I was enjoying myself thoroughly. All these marching bands. <laughs> you guys are giving me chills right now. <laughs> Gosh, you're gonna make me cry. Aww. That is awesome. Oh, for those of you who don't know. That's like 
the I don't even know what the what the name of it is, but it, that's the the why missing Spartan song. <laughs> there and, you go. Uh, oh my gosh, oh. that's like my first. Uh, that's like my first memory is going to see you know my local high school why missing which is right next to Reading and watching them play a high school game and it's funny because I tell people this all the time two things on on like high school football my dad is five nine 170 pounds no way yeah so I, I all I ever really wanted to do was play for why missing like I didn't think I would be a college player or NFL or anything like that so all I ever wanted to do was play for my high school team and I just kind of kept getting bigger and better and <laughs> all that stuff. And then the other thing is, and I think this is important to note for, like, the guys driving around, you know, that played football in South Jersey or suburban Philly or whatever, right? It really never gets more fun or special than that. So college football is great, but kind of becomes more like a job. And then the NFL – and maybe I'm the wrong person, but most NFL careers are like mine, which is five teams, seven years, a, a lot of stress, yeah, a lot of pressure, fired four times, you know, traded once, IR, you know, uh, ended my career, PUP one time. And so um, while it's a dream come true, it's kind of like, you know, when you're in high school, you think – when you think of the NFL, like you think of the NFL, you think of like Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox, right? You think, oh, it's so cool. You play for the Eagles for like 10 years. You make $100 million. You don't even have to go to practice. There's a party every night and all these girls come over to your house. And it's like, and that's not the way it is. Oh, like it's, God. Uh, <laughs> it's a very, very, very serious, um, at times painful, at times stressful. But it's like my wife um, was a huge football fan. Growing up, and then when we were dating, and even when I was in the NFL, I don't want to say she has a sour taste in her mouth, but it's kind of like she knows how the sausage is made, so to speak. So she doesn't glamorize it nearly as much <laughs> as everybody else is. So I only say that to say the guy's driving around, you're on your way to work. Just know that those, those Friday night lights that you got to play under, mm. like that's as fun as it gets. I mean, especially like – I don't know if it's more in the suburbs than it is, you know, in the city. But, you know, you're playing with your best friends since kindergarten. Like the guys you played with at recess in third grade or whatever. And, you know, you know the cheerleaders. You look in the stands and you pretty much know everybody, right? Especially if you're from a small hometown like Why Missing. You know all those people in the stands. You're playing with your buddies. And you're playing against all the dirt bags from the rival schools that you you know that you you've known you've known them since fifth grade too, and you've been waiting for years to go against them and uh, to have that chance. So anyway, how, I have no idea how Joe Wechter. You guys are all awesome. Yeah, I mean, all of you. I mean, Rhea is the, the one that got me started at WIP. I love Ava. Joe Wechter's the man. Last segment, um, Al said you win a dollar. No, Which I love. Well, like, I mean, he's been in Philly for 50 years, and he still says you win a dollar. Win a dollar. I, I, I was actually, <laughs> I was actually interested in that in the Philadelphia accent earlier because some waitress came into town last week okay. and went to McGillen's to try to learn the words she needed to know. And I'm trying to think, what words would I tell her? Oh no! Oh, I know. Uh, uh, so, so my uh, 
my intern, I mean, not even my intern, he's my full-time producer now for all my podcasts, Jack. He's from uh, Hatboro Horseman. We met Jack. Yeah. He came out yeah. uh, to our event at yep. McGurk's, right? Yes, because it yes. was right near his house. Yeah, so, so Jack's now my full-time producer for all of my different podcasts, and he's from Hatboro Horsham. It's so funny because he teased me up on the things I'm going to say on, on the Ross Tucker podcast, and the two I noticed the most are phone and home. Phone, and, phone home. and home. They'll be like, well, it's phone. a home game phone. for the Bills on Sunday as they host the Dolphins. <laughs> like, I don't know if people realize, like, nowhere else in the world do they say home. <laughs> like, it, that's only it, suburban Philly. Phone yeah, and no, home. No, I was, I was, yeah, I was actually thinking, I said, and what words? I mean, there's certain letters that are left off at times, but I couldn't even think. I'm like, I don't know what I would tell. And she stayed the whole day there trying to pick up a cue on certain words on that would make you know she was Philly. She's from Philly. She should go to Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. I worked there for 10 years. And I'm going to tell you, let's see. Newsy is a big one. And I never knew if they were saying I was nosy or if it's something like in the news. Uh, use. You'll use. Actually yes, say, I'm here. Use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I know the water, water. That yeah, kind well, of that's thing. the one, yeah. Uh, a big one is. Galaman. If you want to know the accent, it's very simple. And uh, it's Tara, right? Who's the bartender? Ah, Tara Paroli. Tara, the back bartender at Chicken and Pete's. That's it. You want to learn it? Talk to Tara. Yeah. Oh, she's the best. I, I love her. And it's a thrill being around her because she's she really, she's so animated yeah. in everything that she says. Yeah. Yeah. I so love I it. give him the other one for the uh, Netflix thing. She spent a day at Wawa. Trying to just listen into people. Oh, that was oh, um, yeah. uh, Kate yeah. Winslet. Kate Winslet. She so. did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so too. Yeah. Now there's there's a video, and Bill just loves it, it of me as a kid doing an experiment, and I am comparing if you could tell the difference between diet coke and regular coke <laughs> in the video. And Bill's like, I just can't believe people talk like that. I'm like, I, I, I blame my parents. Yeah, you know? Well, they're, they're Philly. What's your question? Do you have an update to the question of the day? We do have an, uh, an update, and I'm actually kind of shocked by the yep. results about our taco soup here. Brought to you by Armand Chevrolet. Armand Chevrolet wishes all a happy and healthy new year. Thank you to the Delaware Valley for over 22 years of support. Find your roads to Armand Chevrolet. Do you like taco soup? Hmm. Fifty-three percent say no. There you go. I win. Wow. <laughs> I win. Uh, all right. All right, Ross. You know the other thing cool about college uh, high school football, and because I'm involved more with another sport, it's the last high school sport that isn't wrecked by travel teams. A thousand percent. Oh wow, that's a, <laughs> a great point. A thousand percent. There's ki- kids in these other sports now. Like, my high school had a stud um, soccer player a few years ago. He didn't play high school soccer. Right. He, like, he was walking around the school. We had a pretty good team, but his club team, you had to commit to being at the club team, and the club team is how you go to college. Yeah. yeah. I know, like, my, uh, a lot of these lacrosse kids, the club yeah. is clearly the priority over and, – and I, and I get that, that, but really, if you think about it, that is all about the pursuit of the college opportunity. Right. Because there's no community feel to club sports. In other words, like these two clubs play, right? You're not getting 5,000 people there because they happen to be a fan of the, uh, you know, the rug rat club team. It just doesn't work. It's, it's really just your parents. Right. Whereas you get to the playoffs or whatever in, in football, 
so many of these communities, you know, Perkyoman Valley and Garnet Valley and all these schools, like they, it, it really brings together a community. And it is feeling like the last aspect of that. Oh, it is. And I, I miss it. I mean, because I, when I when I see it now, the high schools become the JV. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's so strange. And the club teams or the travel is where they want to be. What do they call it? like a highlight thing where some scouts will come or some uh, college, whatever, will come and watch you play. It's almost like a, a trying out for play. <laughs> It's it's really strange, and I do agree that the like having that community was when I grew up was so you just wanted to play for your high school, eat hockey, basketball, whatever. It's gone. It's it's just totally well, and gone. There's a, there's another element of that too, uh, which is that there's just a big difference at times. It's changed a lot in terms of some of the boundary schools versus non-boundary schools, and I think you see that in Philadelphia. Where a lot of the uh, a lot of the good kids are going to like St. Joe's Prep or yep. something, and I don't blame them, right? Like yeah. those schools, you know, they put out a ton of D one kids. So if you've got a kid that's good and you want him to go D one, and you think he's a stud, it makes sense to go to Imhotep or you know Archbishop Wood or you know Newman Garetti or obviously St. Joe's Prep. But that's still different than when you're representing your community and where yeah. you live it, it's hard to explain to people it's still but it not a, it's still not a travel team the way the way that's happened right. all right let's uh go back to the board here we got lots of people want to talk to you let's go out to allentown to brian good morning brian good morning what's up How brian uh, i just wanted to tell ross uh I, I used to have a crush on his mother oh, on Sandy. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. I graduated with your Aunt Debbie at Muhlenberg. I was the quarterback at Muhlenberg High School my junior and senior year. Brian, and, what's your last name? Because I'm going to have to tell my mom about this. She'll, she'll know me. Uh, Saltano. Saltano? Saltano. It's like salsa no. Salsano, okay. And you were my my aunt Debbie's two years younger than my mom, right? So you yeah, were aunt I, you were my aunt Debbie's age, but my mom was the hot oh, older chick the that you older liked. Older woman. Yeah. When, whenever I used to see Debbie, I was always looking for Sandy because I just thought she was gorgeous. Your your mother was gorgeous. I don't know what she looks like now, but, oh, but she she was beautiful. Hey, so so still let me just is. say something. Still so is. let me just say something. First of all, she still is. Secondly, okay. she's in Florida. She's in Florida right now with her boyfriend. However, <laughs> she usually listens every time I'm on WIP and I, loves I, I every fi- second of that. it. I don't I'll think she's, she's probably not listening right now. So now <laughs> Joe Wechter in one day okay, <laughs> is going to find the audio to the Why Missing Spartans marching band. And he's going to cut a clip of Brian Salsano from Muhlenberg <laughs> saying your mom's hot. So I can send it, yep. send it to my mom. Oh. Yeah. I'll take care of that, Ross. I'll send, you, I'll send you the whole thing since she has it. And, and the, the other thing I wanted to ask you is how does Why I'm Missing get all those huge football players? For such a small school, you know, I mean, they're always content, contenders for the state championship. You, you know, know what? Uh, in all sincerity, the, the the last couple of years they had a really good run. It's like they've got one huge kid next year that has scholarships to Notre Dame and Michigan. Oof. But after that, it's it's not going to quite be like that. It just, it, you know, it's it's a it's a triple A school, so they've got 140 kids in the graduating class, and we've just had a real unique run of really big kids that maybe some of them will get a chance to play 
for the Eagles someday. We did send one up to Penn State this year. And so um, I don't have a great explanation for that because there's other years when we're really good and we barely have a kid over 200 pounds. Hmm. Well, it, it just seems like it's been more than a couple of years that they've been really, really good. Oh, no, they've been really yeah. good, but they haven't had, like, monster kids like these two. You know, we, we I mean, this year we had three – Division one offensive linemen that are all 280 pounds, like 6'4", 280 pounds or more. I mean, it's just – you just don't get that with a small school. It's Do you have an Eagles question, yeah. Brian, or football? No, no. I, I've been no, wanting no. to call you for a while. <laughs> I, I, I've been wanting to call you for a while about your mother. <laughs> he's, wow. he's checking in on her, Ross. That right. is amazing. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Brian. We'll take I'll your let, number and we'll keep it in the file. Yeah, Brian, <laughs> okay. I'll let you know if she breaks up with her boyfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks. So I, married, I married our head majorette at Muhlenberg. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> nice. All right, thanks for the I'll, call, Brian. I'll be sure to send a clip to her, too. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Oh, my God, Ross, that's hysterical. That's amazing. It's never boring. No. <laughs> All right, Sean, Bob, Glenn, Larry, and Greg. When and when we come back, yeah. Ross, I want to ask you about a tweet you sent out the other day. About Hassan Reddick. Ah, time of 94 WIP nice. is 738. If your business has five or more employees and manages to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. This isn't a loan. There's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. Challenge is getting your hands on it. How do you cut through the red tape and get your business the refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. Team of tax attorneys they have put together are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program and have already returned $1 billion to businesses. And they can help you, too. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those that took PPP, nonprofits, and even those that increases in sales. Find out if your business qualifies. Just go to GetRefunds.com. Click on Qualify Me and answer a few questions. This payroll tax refund is only available for a limited amount. What the? This is a little too slow for me. I can't deal with this. Um, this is a morning. We can, This is a putting me to. This is like I can't take it. Taylor Swift's one bad song. Tonight. Is this a Taylor Swift song? It's an intro to a oh. Taylor Swift song, and but she doesn't get cranked up for a while here. It's really slow. Not happening, Joe. It's too long of an intro for her. <laughs> we, but we have something cooking for Ross that's coming up here. Ross's. <laughs> Rosses. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that the actual guy that called in to no, Ross's? Wechter. That's Wechter, oh, so be careful. <laughs> I couldn't tell who Ross is. Joe, I don't know how Joe does that stuff so fast. <laughs> he's, he's a genius. Amazing. He's, he's a like ge- a ninja. No, back no, there. he's like it is. He is really talented. I hate to, you know, give him all that credit, but man, damn Wechter. He is talented. He makes us all. He covers up. He's the guy that covers up all the mistakes. You know, you get that guy on the field. You're in the wrong spot. He covers up all the mistakes. Really. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of cu- of a guy who's very very talented, I saw a tweet you had out the other day. Now I am biased because he's from Temple. But you tweeted out, is Hassan Reddick the least well-known superstar in hmm. the NFL? Well, I don't know if you guys looked at their replies to that. Hmm? There were a lot of people that replied, who? And that's your point. That is exactly my point. <laughs> 16 it's, sacks. It's unbelievable. Yeah. He, You know, but here's the thing, too. It's not th- – th- look, I-, I could be the charter member of the Hassan Reddick sure. fan club. So, first of all, okay, it's not like he's a one-year wonder. 
Mm-hmm. He's third now straight done year. it. Yep. Third straight year with Rhea. Third different team. I know. He did it in Arizona. So, so Arizona drafts him in the first round. They make him an off-the-ball linebacker. Not a really smart move. No. The last year he's there, they're like, let's let him rush the passer like he did at Temple when he was awesome. We made him a first-round pick. They let him do that. He goes out, has double-digit sacks. So then Carolina's like, eh, was it like a fluke one-year thing? He's not really a defensive end. I don't really know what position he is, but we'll draft him. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll sign him. They sign him to like a pretty modest contract mm-hmm. for a guy coming off double-digit sacks. So he gets double-digit in Carolina. And still, I think some people thought, well, eh. he's opposite Brian Burns. Maybe he's not that great. Like, I don't want to say this too loud. But the fact that the Eagles got him for $15 million a year underpaid is highway robbery. <laughs> yeah. A player like Reddick, in all sincerity, like Nick Bosa, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Reddick's Nick Bosa, but Reddick should absolutely be in the top five voting for defensive players. He's not year, even okay? in, in the running at all. Right. Well, yeah. I, think he might, I think he might end up top five. Okay. I, I mean, I, I hope he gets at least votes for fourth and fifth. I think yeah. – Parsons and Bosa and Chris Jones from the Chiefs. I think those guys will probably be top three. Maybe Max Crosby. But Reddick should at least be in the conversation. I agree. So um, Nick Bosa is going to get a contract for $30 million a year. Mm-hmm. So Reddick is getting paid at least $10 million less a year than he should. So number one, kudos to Howie. Number two, I guess I'm curious how much Reddick would have been offered this offseason. You know, he has said he took a discount. To come Hometown, to Philly, yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody takes a ten, 10 million. million. Yeah, no. I don't think he's taking that much of it. I don't think he was offered that much. But here's the thing that people need to realize about Reddick. First of all, okay, he is a bad dude against the run. Like he's not one of these outside linebackers that all they do is rush the passer. Like he is physical, setting the edge, and he is a good run defender. Number one. Number two. They drop him in coverage, and he does a pretty darn good job at it. Like, he's, he's not bad it's at it. It's not his best skill, but, you know, because early on when they were doing it, I thought a little too much. I didn't care for it, but, um, but he's good at it. For yeah. Well, I would say I can't imagine there's a double-digit sack guy that's better than him in coverage, if that yeah. makes sense. Okay, right? got it. Yep. So here's the last one that I saw from my buddy Fran Duffy. From the Eagles. He's so um, good. I, I love him. So good. Yeah. His videos are amazing, yep. and his Twitter's at EaglesXOs. Um, so, uh, Hassan Reddick is 12th in the NFL in quarterback pressures, okay? So, you sit there and think, okay, that's not really that great. I think he's like third in sacks, by the way, um, behind Bosa and somebody else, maybe Miles Garrett. But um, he's 12th in pressure, so you think, oh, it's not that great. The 11 guys ahead of him? all have at least 35 more rushes, rush attempts, and upwards one of them has 200 more rush attempts. So of the 11 guys, Al, ahead of Hassan Mm -hmm. Reddick, they all have between 35 and 200 more opportunities rushing the quarterback than Reddick, which means he's as efficient as it gets at getting pressure on quarterbacks, and thank goodness they have him for a couple more years. Have you ever thought about being an agent, Ross? <laughs> uh, no, but I think I could be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny that you said that because uh, I did the Raiders-Chiefs game Saturday, right? and I had met Darren Waller last offseason, the tight end for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. 
And I saw he was scheduled to make like $6.5 million this year, okay, in 2022, last year of his contract. Well, meanwhile, these other tight ends are all signing contracts for $13, million, $15 million. And Waller was second behind Travis Kelsey from 2019 to 2021, those three years, in terms of catches, yards, like every stat, right? It was, it was Kelsey and then Waller. And I said to him, when I met him, I'm like, yo, you can't play for that next year, dude. Like, you can't, <laughs> you can't go out there. Like, like, there's no way. I mean, you can't be getting paid less than half of what you deserve. He's like, I know, I know. So then I have him on my show. And I'm like, listen, Darren, if I were you, I wouldn't show up for anything <laughs> unless I got a new contract. Well, so all offseason, he sat out o- – like, he was there, <laughs> but he sat out OTAs in training camp with, like, an ankle or something. <laughs> Next thing you know, like, late in training camp, he gets a really big contract. So when I saw him before the game on Saturday, I go – Yo, you know I initiated this, right? <laughs> you know you got to give me the credit for starting this. He's like, yes, you did, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm sure the Raiders GM is thrilled with me right Very now. Very It costs a lot of money. Uh, let's go uh, down to Maryland and go to Sean. Good morning, Sean. Hey, good morning, Al, Rhea, and Ross. How are you guys today? You're doing great, great. Sean. What's up, Sean? Excellent, excellent. Hey, listen, I know I know you guys want the Bucks up here to face us uh, next weekend, but. Uh, I want the drama. Uh, I, I've got to have uh, – I want the Cowboys, and then I want the 49ers uh, just for the sheer drama of all the uh, of all the playoffs. And one quick question, if I could, for Ross. Ross, give me a take. Give me a grade on Driscoll. And as a former lineman, if you had a stay in it, would you – it may be too late to make a switch going into the playoffs, but do you agree with what they're doing, or would you work in Dillard? and uh, move my lot over to the uh, right side. Yep, two good questions. So first of all, on Driscoll, Driscoll is fine. Driscoll is giving the Eagles exactly what you would expect from a backup, which is he can play both guards, he can play both tackles, and when they put him in there, he's not the reason why they lose the game. In other words, he can play and function well enough that they're able to move the ball, they're able to score. You know, the guy that plays right tackle for the Eagles, typically, Lane Johnson, is not only the best right tackle in the NFL. He, this is going to sound like hyperbole. I, I, I'm not sure it is. He might be the best right tackle I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to think about – I need to honestly sit down and think about right tackles over the years – guys that have made all pro, guys that are Hall of Famers. I, you know, Willie Anderson for the Bengals was awesome. He should be in the Hall of Fame. But I can't really think of many guys um, better than Lane, if any. So I think the standard has that's there is so high that when we see Driscoll give up a pressure or get beat, it's like, oh, Driscoll's stink. No, 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 no. Driscoll's normal. Mm-hmm. Lane is abnormal. <laughs> Driscoll is fine. Driscoll gives the Eagles, you know, what they need. I mean, he played, started against Jacksonville, start, and they won. And they started, started against Arizona. They won, played a bunch against Dallas, started against New Orleans. They lost, started against the Giants. Like, Driscoll is fine. Um, and by the way, like, you're not going to get really good backups unless you spend a lot of money. So you get a guy like Driscoll in the fourth round. 
and he's making the third year minimum as a fourth round pick, that is a steal to get a kid that can come in and he started four games so far this year and play pretty solid football at offensive tackle. Other teams, I'm telling you guys, other teams like their starting tackle goes down. The guy comes in, the next guy that comes in is a disaster and they lose the game because of him. He gives up like three sacks and all these pressures. Driscoll's fine. And so I guess that answers your second question, which is I would absolutely not move my Lada over to right tackle and put Dillard in left tackle. First of all, Lane's going to come back and try to play. Yeah. So it really doesn't make sense. Secondly, you're making two positions worse, left tackle and right tackle, but also continuity, chemistry, familiarity with the guy next to you Huge. matters a lot up front. And so you would totally be screwing with that. Now that now Landon Dickerson would have to be talking and, and working next to Dillard and, my, and say Amala would have to be working and talking with Mylotta, you're just messing a lot of stuff up. The Eagles are absolutely doing it the right way. All right. When we come on the other side, when we get with Ross, we're going to talk about some injury situation with Lane right there. Sean, do you have a, something that goes good with milk? Yeah, you got to have a cold glass of milk with a hot stack of pancakes. Pancakes. Uh, yeah, we'll give you a roll for that. I'm not a – no, you get the wonderful Keith Jones autograph card of pancakes and milk. You usually get pancakes with coffee or something, but whatever. We'll or go orange with, juice. Well, I mean, pancakes are good any time. Whatever. All right, uh, time of 94. WIP is 753.